Um, Audacity is working really smoothly for me right now, so hopefully that is not a problem. I've literally yeah. never heard you say that before in my life, Blair. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 because I restarted my computer fairly recently, so it's like we got this. <laughs> I'm like, you better. That's good. <sighs> well, sleepy. Yeah. It's a sleepy pod. Very. Oh, it's a, a snoozy pod. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, does everyone have time.is open? Yep. No. <laughs> That's why I asked. <laughs> Welcome to the Wonder Years. For all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs, I'm Sarah. I'm where? I'm Seda. Seda, hi. Hey, hello. <laughs> it feels like it's been it feels like it's been so fucking long since we last recorded that like I, I checked my calendar and I was like, okay, we definitely didn't record an episode on time. We definitely didn't put an episode we definitely didn't do an episode on time last time. But no, we did, because it has been less no, than we two didn't. weeks. We didn't? Well, I mean, we recorded it on time, but it didn't go up on time. Yeah, but but it still has been the normal amount of time yeah. between oh. recordings. Yeah. yeah. Um, it does feel like it's been longer. I feel like these past two weeks have felt like 500 years. Yeah, I feel like I mean, the opposite. Brent, <laughs> I, I, was, I was, like, just ridiculously fucking busy, and then I went to Boston, and then I had to leave Boston early. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. my mom, I was like, I'm having a good time in Boston. I'm in the, I'm at the furry con on Saturday, and my mom texted me was like, Hey, there's a huge fucking windstorm coming to Rochester. You cannot drive home on Sunday or Monday. You should go home tonight. I'm like, Shit, I need to go home tonight. <laughs> oh no, so the weather's just been horrible. Um, yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> we got, we have got maybe six, eight inches of snow today. Oh, just today. Just today. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty nasty here, too. Yeah, geez. Um, yeah, we've had snowstorms um, intermittent throughout the past couple weeks, which is probably why it's felt so long, because every day seems to be a new car road-related disaster for me. <laughs> yeah, you should be having a lot of car troubles. Yeah, well, it's just, it's just hard. I feel like February has been four days, and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's... So. it's, it's it's, it's so both. It's really both for me right now because I feel like it's been like four. I feel like it's been a month since we last recorded, it, and also I feel like February has been four days long. Yeah, I keep thinking it's still January, but also <laughs> <laughs> these two specific weeks have been just like five hundred years. My birthday is basically in two weeks. That's crazy, right? Happy two weeks birthday. <laughs> <Blech>. <laughs> I think that means, yeah, we'll have an episode the day before my birthday, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, swag. Birthday, the birthday, birthday podcast. Birthday episode. <laughs> Dab. I'm 28. Um, yeah. <laughs> not for long. No, opposite. Oh, so you're not 28 yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> to be. <laughs> to be continued. To be 28. Oh! <laughs> right. That delighted me way more than it should have. <laughs> to be or not to eight. Picture, Thank you. picture me with like holding up a capital B made out of plasticine and then just like unstraightening the 
the two lines that make up the one side of the B so that it looks like an H. Yeah. I, I like, oh, no, I, I it's like good. This, I like no, this I'm seeing you, it in my mind. Uh, yeah, the, in, in my mind, like, you, you, like, you're trying to present it like it's a snappy thing, but, like, then you're just kind of struggling there for five minutes to stretch the B into the eight just perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would do it really quickly. I think it would be really fast. I think it would be efficient. Um, I think I probably wouldn't drop it. Uh, so he was like, actually, fuck you, Sarah. Honestly, hey, more power to this. Oh, fun. Honestly, the funny, that was the funny image in my head, but the, the true image is closer to what Sada said, honestly. Well, but no, the thing is, today at work, twice in front of a customer i did like just missed i have no like spatial awareness whatsoever um and i like Uh i just like hurt myself and then very quietly went ow my baby hand (laughs) 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 i know at least one of those times somebody heard me so (laughs) oh my god i'm so so delighted by you so what else have y'all been up to in the two weeks since we last got together to talk about podcast? I was uh, going to record an album and then I didn't. Uh, sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've just been doing a lot of like sleeping or like saying that, oh, I shouldn't go back to sleep yet and just laying there. Letting the sleep take you. <laughs> Um, if you let the sleep take you passively, there's nothing you can do. You're that's you're passive in this moment. Like you, yeah. you, you can't stop it. I've gotten back <laughs> into drinking London fogs, which is exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm familiar with those guys. Oh, it's like an Earl Grey tea latte. Ooh. Oh yum! They're good. Stop. I'm getting I'm getting back into soy milk. I feel like I dabbled in all of my other like plant based milks, and now I'm coming on home and realizing that soy is pretty good. Uh huh. So uh-huh. that's sort of literally all I've had going on for the past oh thirty days. <laughs> I should just start um, buying soy milk. Honestly, it just tastes better. Than, like I, 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 it just tastes better than milk. Yeah, it's just better in all accounts. Um, yeah, I drank almost half a carton of almond milk today, so <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. I'm growing yeah. strong and healthy. <laughs> I am. I had some very spicy food, and I just Min-mo. had to deal with it. <laughs> Um, I've got a, oh, uh, let's see, what else have, I, I have a titty mouse pad now, but it's not actually titties. Oh, it's no, shit. just, <laughs> just supporting your wrist? I would have gotten a titty mouse pad if they had had any titty mouse pads with tiger characters on them, but all the sure. titty, all the, like, the titty and ass mouse pads were, like, canid characters or, like, sure. simple cat characters and nothing with stripes, uh-huh. but I did manage to find a tiger one, but the, the, the titty, the, 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 the wrist support are just the tiger holding up their paws. Oh, well, that's nice. It is. That's something you can, like, have around people. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've been trying to get do, make more, like, band merch recently because I, re- I made my first, like, stickers that I'm really into that are just, like, a, self- a selfie of my crying face that I edited with my band name on it. I mm-hmm. feel like I could make titty mouse pads of me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm always pretty tits out on stage, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, it could be uh, out. Gaygothvibes.online <laughs> slash merch. Yep. It's don't, a good don't post go to that. It doesn't it's it's not real, but um this, you this... go to gaygothvibes.online and message me your address if you want a sticker, I'll just send it to you. I don't care. This um <laughs> th- this this titty mouse pad does remind me of uh, uh a friend of mine, Mike, uh, a couple of years ago bought one of those like one of those like dick out furry boy mouse pads. 
Right. But, like, the, the wrist things were, like, the, the furry's ass cheeks. Right, But, yeah. um, his mother opened it. Oh, no. Okay, and so... And she just, she okay, just, like... But she, that's she, what you get. <laughs> that's what you get. It is. You buy something is, like that, it like, is what you get. <laughs> do, do, do you know those... Com- do you know that comic strip that... Those, like, those, like, couple of comic strips that make the rounds every once in a while where, like, uh, like a little drinking bird drops on the floor and everyone points at it and then that's the end of the comic? No. Yeah. Blair does, okay. I kind of, I think I know what you're talking about. Anyways, that, apparently that's what happened with Mike's mother. She just oh. stood there and pointed at that until Mike came in the room. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, oh, yeah, wait. Let's what... talk about patricide and fatricide today. Well, there's one more thing. That, you know, I, I just I just wanted to say that I, other important update is that I'm going to work as a girl now, which. Oh, nice. Is. Exciting. Yay. So now Good I'm luck. finally now I finally in all instances except legal I have left my former life in the fucking dust and it feels nice. great. I'm 24/7, yeah. bitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Transgenderism is lit. <laughs> bounce bounce. Um but speaking yes. of but speaking of patricide. <laughs> yes, and fratricide potentially. Um we read book 31. Uh, the Conspiracy, which is a Jake book, um, and it opens really hard. Well, like, hold on. really hard. Th- two things. One of all, we need to talk about the cover. Yes, we do. We do. So, um, I love this cover. I think it's one cover. of the, my favorite bird transformations ever. Yeah, I just, I just love how Jake looks like a little man, just like kind of just like flinging himself off of a roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I'd say that, like, for once, the second image is the worst one. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. With, like, just sort of the swollen nose where he looks like he's just kind of falling over. <laughs> swollen nose and also, like, his facial features are kind of scrunched. That he, he looks like a person who's about to be racist online. Mm. Um, yeah, and I would say that and also the fourth one. There's just something about those weird in-betweens it's just like a little man i yeah until it's a bird (laughs) i i really like the third and the fourth one the third one is my favorite because he's got like a cool coat that also has feathers on it yeah Uh he's like a he's like a fun little dude um Uh the fourth one is okay i i feel like the fourth one i'm more likely to see sort of walking around in the world and i would be less shocked by it you think so? <laughs> I guess compare if you saw the two, yeah. like yeah, because he's uh, not he's not trying to wear clothes. So at least I I would I would be like yeah uh huh well of course. Well okay so one's a Beatrix Potter character and the other one is like a cryptid. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what would be more alarming for you? <laughs> um, I mean I feel like. I I would be more surprised to see a Beatrix Potter character walking around because that that don't real. But what True. It, but cryptids might real. Okay, you know what? That is so legitimate, and yeah. I know I'm wrong, and you're right. I think definitively that Beatrix Potter was not basing some of their work on fact. Uh. <laughs> we have no way to confirm this. She knows some things we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is wise. True. 
Um, mm-hmm. Also, before we get into how this book starts, um, did anyone else get, catch that Jake referred to, never does not refer in the first chapter, does not say the word animorphs, but does instead say the word animal morphers? Yeah, that's the first thing I wrote down because it, just, <laughs> it made me lose my mind. He was, he's, I honestly, I, I don't know how the two of you feel about this book. I feel as though at least one of you really liked it. I did. Um, yeah. I didn't. I, well, you didn't, no? I didn't like this book. Um, and I, the major reason is that I thought Jake's characterization was kind of whack. No, I totally get that. Um, and, but I mean, at first for me, that's just funny because Jake comes in all formal. He's like, my name is Jake, just Jake. My last name does not matter. My friends and I, we are animal morphers. And it's like, what's happening right now? (laughs) Yeah, it's. It's a little too intense, I think. I mean, it's, like, very funny, but it's, like, it's just, it's, I love, and I think that I had somehow never consciously thought about that the extrapolated form of Animorph would be Animal Morpher. Uh Like, like, I knew that it was Animal Morphing, but I never thought about it as, like, the, the verb. I'm pretty sure. sure that was. I'm pretty sure that was what Marco originally said. We're animal morphers, animorphs. I'm pretty sure that was the like. I'm pretty sure that is almost verbatim what Marco said when he coined the term. I'm sure it book. is, but I've just I've just never thought about it's it. It's still so strange. <laughs> to it hear, is. Though. You're you're you are extremely correct. And it's been thirty books since that first one. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, um, my next notice is, that, oh, it's the Dead Grandpa book. I remember this one. And truth, yeah, I did remember this one. This is one of the later books that I remember reading as a child. Mm-hmm. A lot of death in, I feel like Jake and Rachel have a really big family. Because I just feel like there's a lot of death and, like, injury in their family. Yeah, between, between this kid, between this grandpa and, uh, what was it, Sadler? Yeah, cousin, yeah. yeah. From mm-hmm. from the from the David trilogy. Yes, that trilogy. was in the David trilogy yeah. when Sadler, who did he he end up technically dying? I don't remember exactly. Yes, Sadler himself died and he was replaced, right? Yeah, I think. That, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that oh, was God. dark. Yep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, fucking David killed him. Yes. Uh huh. And took his Jesus. place. Jesus. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. This. Hey, animorphs. Animorphs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have did either of you know your great grandparents? That just seems no. wild to no. me. Okay. No, but I have a lot of co- I, I have a lot of like second cousins and stuff who do know their great grandparents. Right. It's it's completely unfathomable to to me. Like I mean, my that my grandparents, my grandparents on my dad's side, died. 18 years before I was born. So I don't even know when their parents died. Sure, sure. (laughs) It's completely unfathomable to me to, like, know that many generations of your family. So I thought that was really, like, for me, that was just kind of interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Grandpa Grandpa G fucking kicks the bucket, and there's... Jake says some shit about, oh, yeah, Grandpa used to always say I had an old soul, probably because of all the trauma that I have. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I know, and now that I'm thinking about it, Seda, like, I was, I was, like, like, reading this first chapter, I'm like, man, this is emotionally intense, but now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, this is emotionally intense in a way that Jake typically isn't, you know? It is so long, it's so, like, suffering, you know? It's so, it's so angsty. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I, I can't even 
directly pinpoint what exactly it is about Jake that seems so off to me. But I think it's just as the entire, like, the entire thing around, I understand what they were trying to do, which is deconstruct Jake's abilities as a leader. But Mm -hmm. I think that they chose the wrong flaws to try and tear him apart for, which is that he gets too close to things. Sure. Because I I don't know if I believe that to be true. Right. Yeah. Um, he's if anything he's too distant from things. Yeah, it because yeah. he's I feel like as, up until now he's been pretty realistic about mm-hmm. and certainly he can be reckless when it comes to trying to save Tom for instance and that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I, I think that the central, like, tenant of the book, it's almost like they they were writing it, it seems like it was written for a different character, and then they, re- like, Jake had to do it. I don't know. It's, it's Something about it just didn't click for me. Sure, um, sure. And I don't know if that's just, like, that I was in a, like, maybe it was just how I was reading it, or, or what it was, but. No, I, no, I, I, no, I, I get it. Like... I, I feel a little, like, I generally like what happens in this book. I think it's all very interesting. Yeah. Um, no, but I totally get on the whole, like, weird tone Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I even, I, I, I said that I liked this, and, like, I, I hadn't really considered it, and, like, I still do like this book, because it has a lot of good things, but also, you're yeah. extremely right about that to me. It's, it is, yeah, I think you're right. Well, and I think that the thing is, it's excusable, because just like the two of you are saying, a lot of interesting stuff comes from it, and I really like... Um, especially the way that Jake and Marco's friendship yes. is explored. Oh my God. And that's all really good. I just wish that for me, it had started on a slightly more solid grounding, like right. a solid ground to yeah. like build that exploration on mm-hmm. because it just I, didn't quite work for me. I, right. I also, I also did appreciate the continuate the continue, the continuity from last book of Marco being the A to B ruthless person. I, I just appreciated that because it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a character trait about him that I really, really like. It's it's interesting how that's becoming more, like, codified. Like, yeah. I I don't know. I It totally makes sense to me, but I feel like that's something that we've just, that, that that's a trait that was assigned to Marco within the past five books. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something that I think doesn't make sense. I think it really does. It's just really funny that it keeps coming up now. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, it was men- I think it was mentioned for the first time in the last book when- about his mother. And then now it's like, you know me, Jake, the ruthless thinkerman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's also, some yeah. Ex- there's also some extremely gay moments because Marco brings this up and he, and he says, I'd like myself, uh, I wish I wasn't like this. I'd like myself more if I was like you. Yeah. Which he says to Jake. Well, it starts so, off like the moment Marco comes onto the scene, like Jake is just sort of having a sad little walk, <laughs> trying to decide if he wants to talk to Cassie or Marco. And Marco comes onto the screen and is like, yo. And Jake's like, since when do you say yo? And Marco says, well, I was going to yell, hey, handsome, but I didn't think if you'd, li- I didn't know if you'd like it. <laughs> and I was like, Marco, Marco. <laughs> you, you dog. <laughs> Marco just sees Jake and his first instinct is to call him handsome. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> like normal straight people do. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um. 
For some reason, the idea of Marco calling, just like saying, hey, handsome to Jake, like, for some reason that just rings like Marco watched a lot. Of, like, if Marco did do that, his follow-up response would be, I watched a lot of Sex in the City today or something. I don't know why, but that just like kind of plugged into my head. Stop. I want him to watch so much Sex in the City. That would be really good. I just love the idea of Marco, like, joking, not joking, acting really, like, coquettish. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, hey, handsome. And it's like, what is this? And, he, and it's very much like, I'm joking, unless you're into it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so uh, Jake's great-grandfather dies, um, and there's a whole debacle about how Tom doesn't want to go because they'll be gone for about four days. Yeah. Um, and that is longer than a year can survive without being exposed to Condrona rays. So he is pitching a teenage fit about it. Yeah, um, it rules. Uh, and which is like so crazy. Like I can't even imagine what, like, uh, his dad must think of him. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like a funeral. Like you suck it up for a funeral. Yeah, but it seems obviously like the... that's not like the point. To yeah, Tom, but it's definitely know? the sort of thing where he'd like call his wife that night and be like. Yeah, no, everything's arranged. We're going to be coming up like we planned. Um, I don't think Tom is taking this well. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, were they closer than I just... I, Tom doesn't seem to be handling this. He's really resistant to the trip. And then their mom is like, well, of course, it's hard. He's at an age where it's difficult to confront death. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and meanwhile... You just cut to, like, Jake and Tom glaring at each other out of the corners of their eyes, thinking about murder. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a whole situation. Um, uh, Jake goes out on a walk to basically clear his head or, like, you know, either talk to Marco or Cassie like we've talked about. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation basically leads to Marco being like, so you just left, like, Tom alone with your dad like and he's like oh and then they get back to uh jake's house and his dad's car is gone and he's like well time to like fully freak out um yeah jake Jake just sort of starts losing it and doesn't stop losing it for the rest of the book (laughs) (laughs) literally yeah um actually i really really like this like these this set of interactions between um uh, Jake and Marco mm-hmm. because right. Marco kind of just takes over in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um he's like, hey, call Eric. Um and uh so he does, so Jake does, and then Eric is basically like, Yeah, call your dad, I'll do bloopity bloop stuff. <laughs> Does- yeah. It doesn't matter. Cell phone things. I love and- it because this was the late nineties. It was like, <gasps> no wait. My dad always has a cellular phone on him. My dad has a mobile telephone, you guys. Maybe we can do something with that. And now mm. it would be like, they'd like call Eric and he'd be like, yeah, I looked at his face, the data that Facebook has been sending recently. I know exactly what blog he's on. Yeah. So, so. They call they call Eric they call Eric and Eric's like and Eric's just like yeah um his latest Instagram post was just on the way to the mall with my with my favorite oldest son hashtag father son love hashtag hashtag sure uh huh <laughs> um 
so yeah so jake calls uh his dad's cell phone and tom picks up uh and he's not supposed to say anything because they're just like trying to get trying to locate those cords you know um and he opens his mouth to say something like instinctively and marco literally just pulls the phone out of jake's hands um and like i said just completely taking over on the situation um it's it's like it's it's kind of intimate you know like emotionally totally um like jake is obviously in a really vulnerable emotional position um and marco is the fact that marco is just so serious about it is i think what makes it so emotionally this is is by far like the fewest jokes we've ever gotten out of marco throughout a book like he makes Mm -hmm. like two or three basically and not until the tension breaks right Um, right and it's i really i do like it a lot as like an extension of marco's arc last book um Mm -hmm. because he's both more sympathetic and less sympathetic to jake's plight because of what he's gone through recently yeah. Which I think is exactly where he should be. Right. Um, because he's very much like, I understand what you're going through, but also, like, you're not the only person going through this, so, like, suck it up, and, like, we've got shit to do. <laughs> you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Because well, I think Marco eventually says something like, I was ready to make the hard decision that I had to make. And Jake's like, I am too. And he's like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. Because the, this whole book is surrounding is like is like dodging that hard decision that jake would have to make which is essentially like you know put his brother in harm's way or not you know so let's let's or or i I guess no more properly it'd be like do we sacrifice jake's dad because it's one person um at the risk of like blowing all of our covers you know what i mean yeah um so He's not ready to make that hard decision. Uh, and I think it I think it has to do with the fact that, like, Marco's already lost his mom once, you know? Mm-hmm. Twice, um, even. Three yeah. times at this point, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but preceding that, you know, it was like, he's, this, I mean, it's never easy. It's never going to be easy. But this isn't, like, a new sort of discomfort. It's, it's retread Right. Well, it's, it's slightly, well, it's a different flavor. I but. think it's, it's very similar to some of the stuff we've talked about with Tobias, where, like, he found out that Elfanger is his dad. And sure, that's complex, but, like, it doesn't really change, like, I'm sure that it makes thinking about that night in the construction zone more complicated, but it doesn't really, might like, materially affect his life. Right. So it's, like, it's very different from him trying to directly relate to somebody who just lost a parent right or something like that yeah exactly um yeah there's a lot of parent parents in peril a lot of parents in peril (laughs) yeah um i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure if sorry not to not to spoil but i'm pretty sure the next uh the next marco book is also another parent in peril book because unsurprisingly it seems like all of them are yeah (laughs) I, there's a moment, I don't have the context written down, I think, um, when Marco and Jake are having this tough conversation about, like, shit they've got to do, Jake thinks that Marco's about to, like, make a joke, or even say a plan, and instead Marco just goes, you're not alone, man. 
Yeah, I forget yeah. the context of that too, but that really stuck it, out it to was, me as it well. Was right, it was right before they took off to uh, go to where uh, they thought Jake's dad was. Because oh, right, they, yeah. They morph, they, morph, mm-hmm. they morph birds and Jake is like, fucking, I'm faster than you. I'm going to go. Bye. See you there. And Marco's like, Jake, wait. You're not alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. ah, it's true. Family. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they all fly out to this, like, strip mall area. Yeah. And they're and plan- okay, Marco goes to the gym and just fucks everyone's car. There's a lot of audacious plans in this book. Yeah. <laughs> they're so good, though. <laughs> Can I say two, my... two extremely audacious and big gym centric plans? <laughs> my, I was so delighted that um, the way that Rachel gets roped into this is that they do call her for backup, but ultimately she was already at this mall. <laughs> and that just that's like such a I didn't see it coming. Like I assumed she would have been doing something or other. Like it totally makes sense, but I thought she'd be like flying in all heroic, and then she's like, "No, I'm in a mall. I'm already at the mall that you're at." Like, Rachel, yeah. Rachel, Rachel doesn't do too much in this episode, but what she does do is on my. She has two, my two favorite lines in this book, mm-hmm. um, which is well, we'll talk about one of them in a couple of minutes when we get to it. But the other one is later on. I don't think I'll remember it, but um, they after they make the plan to kidnap Chapman, they're like, "We told Rachel about it later," and she was and her and she said, "Cool." cool. <laughs> I know, that delighted me. Yeah, basically their plan is to interrupt this meeting where the the note that, that uh, Jake's dad left was like, oh, so I have to go explain to the sharing why this funeral is more <laughs> important than Tom's responsibilities. And then Tom threw that note away and they're like, oh, he's clearly either going to be killed or turned into a controller. And so they're right. like, well, if we... This basically is sort of the core um, conflict of all of their plans in the book is that we it makes no sense to directly interfere with these things unless we have a personal tie to this man who they're trying to turn into a controller, which would mm-hmm. give up our whole shit. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, as discussed, uh, Marco just turns into a gorilla and punches a bunch of cars so that their alarms start going off and then he leaves. <laughs> It's probably the most fun that Marco has in the book. Oh my god, right? Like, imagine the stress relief for him. That must feel amazing. Imagine being able to punch or, like, lift and drop Chapman's car after everything that that motherfucker has put them through. Right? Yeah. Um, And so Jake says something like, oh my god, you punched my dad's car. He is gonna have a cow. And Marco's like, yep, he better. Um, And he does. Uh... I actually was kind of holding my breath during this scene, like, like watching um, Jake's dad's, like, every little thing he was saying until he decides to eventually just, like, actually, fuck this, I'm leaving. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so he's fine. But, like, any details before that? And, like, so the tension was well-crafted, I would Very. say. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so he he's, like, he sees his car beat up, uh, he, and Tom is like, oh, well, that's no fun. Let's talk about it when we get home. Let's go back to the meeting. He's like, no, if no. you want to stay, you can stay. I'm going. Bye. I'm going to go talk to our insurance man. Yeah. I he, this, he, this weird he fucking... moment where he's like, I'm going to talk to Joe or whatever. And Joe Tom's Johnson. Like, Who's Joe? And he's like, he's our insurance man. You should know that, Tom. Why? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know my parents' insurance person. No. I have no idea. It's a really funny moment. 
I would not um, peek into, yeah. But I don't I'll, even know if it's common to have a bespoke person who does insurance for you. Right? Maybe, just maybe like in the, the 90s. Agency? Maybe in the 90s. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but so they, 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 they like reconvene with the rest of the group and then uh, um, Tobias is, and <laughs> this is my favorite moment in the entire fucking book. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to pull up the, I'm going to pull up the text because I have a, I, I, I posted a screen cap on my Twitter. I need to make sure I pull it up verbatim. Oh sure, sure. yeah. Before this, there's just one moment before you get to that, that I thought oh, yep, was really interesting because I, I definitely know what moment you're talking about. Um, yep. Axe asks why Rachel isn't going to this funeral when she and Jake are family. <laughs> and she's like, oh, we're not really, like, I'm not really related because he's um, Jake's mom's grandpa and I, we're related through our dads or whatever. Fucking I think fit. it's the inverse, but yeah. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and Axe just goes, oh, is that important? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know if it's, if it's like something interesting about like how Andalites define family or if it's just him not understanding human culture or if it's both. And I really like both of those things because the, yeah. book, the book moves on immediately. The book has no time to be like, Axe, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of, yeah, I, this, this, this book moves very quickly. I kind of wish it lingered. Yeah. yeah a little more um yeah I, but i think that's mostly because i just want to know more about what andalite family life is like yeah <laughs> um but so i uh, when they're talking the next day tobias is like i don't fucking get it why don't you just why doesn't tom just say i'm not going and everyone looks at him and is like what the fuck you just say and tobias says i used to do that whenever one of my aunts or uncles wanted me to go somewhere i didn't want to they never made me go he was quiet a moment then abashed he said oh Duh, they don't care what I did. It's so sad, but also it's kind like of funny. It's so, it's so sad and funny. And, and so accurate. Rachel gets the other line that I was talking about where she just says, your relatives are jerks and they didn't fucking deserve you. I yeah. know. I love so that. True. She just, I love it. Like, it's one of my f- favorite character traits of like a fictional character when the person gets mad at you on your behalf. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, fuck you, Tobias. Your relatives are bullshit because they didn't treat you well. Go away. (laughs) It's like, it's not his fault. He didn't do it. She Um, just experiences everything with so much intensity. She does. It's really good. And it's it's so accurate to the, like, slow realizing more and more how weird and different your childhood was. Just be like, why didn't you just do this? And then you're like, oh... (laughs) Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. That's because mm-hmm. I had a difficult childhood. I understand now. <laughs> oh, Tobias. Tobias. Toby. And then we get this entire sequence of Jake becoming a roach and nearly being killed by his dad. And then it's very jam- long. It's very long. And then he gets into his dad's the cuff of his jeans and he goes to work with him. And he demorphs. This is kind of, this is a lovely scene for a little moment there where, like, he's listening to his dad be a good doctor and, like, care about people. And is like, man, I don't want my dad to die. Not just because he's my dad, but because he's a good man. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. And then, like, there was, like, this whole thing where, like, a guy was coming up to Jake's dad before and was like looking really angry and everyone's on high alert because who is he? And then the guy appears again at the end of the day and everyone's like, ah, shit's about to go down. And then it just turns out it's a guy who's like mad at Jake's dad for parking in his spot. 
and it's like a major source of tension for a while and it's like i understand that it's supposed to be like you can't trust anyone anything could be happening at any time but it's also it it just kind of feels like well we could have you could have put an actual threat in here instead i don't know (laughs) i don't know i I i'm thinking about it i don't know if what would be more meaningful? I, I you also know? I also felt like it like kind of f- furthered the like the, Jake's whole thing about like that like that stupid thing like exp- expending resources of like time and energy and like without the without the offensive uh, without like the Yerks having to even go on the offensive like he's just because he's playing from the defensive he just gets fucked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, plus, and then there, plus there was some funny toupee humor, which is always a which is always a hit. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. The thing that did work for me is that um, there's a moment where they don't know what's happening, and Jake basically fails to tell anybody what to do. Yep. And something that would have been deadly if the guy had been a controller happens. Um, basically, they almost reveal themselves, um, mm-hmm. and because Jake wasn't able to like give an order. Um, mm-hmm. and that is interesting. It's yeah. also like, I, I, I think one of the things I'm interested in from this point forward is a necessary, um, investigation of how completely flawed these, their leadership, like they, they should be able to make their own decisions, you know, like it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to rely on like a captain when you're like a guerrilla force you know a guerrilla right. army. <laughs> totally totally and yeah i think at least in this book we see development of that we see a lot of people making decisions on their own yeah. and a lot of people challenging jake's authority yeah yeah authority that he like at first resisted you know uh-huh. and that was kind of completely fallen into yeah like he he rejected the he, idea he, of being he referred the to himself, leader, but... he referred to himself as the leader at some point in an attempt to like make sure that he maintained control of the situation and, and like yeah and in an upcoming scene when he feels like everyone's about to be like yeah sorry jake we can't save your dad he's just like i am the leader which is that's a different thing than jake from 30 books ago would have said yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um the it never i don't it's always a little bit funny to me when sci-fi suddenly just involves like a regular gun yeah um and that is that is like the the yerk's plan now is to take jake's dad out by just like fucking drive-by shooting just like shooting him on his lawn yeah before before this um there's a really funny moment with tobias i just wanted to talk about because jake flies up to him and is like hey tobias how you doing and tobias like i can't fucking fly for shit up here dude yeah, <laughs> he's like, I hate flying here. And Jake's like, of course. <laughs> a very Tobias answer. Yeah. But yeah, they're... And then Tobias is like, oh shit, I see Chapman. And then he's like, oh shit, there's Chapman has a passenger who has a gun. He just has a gun. Jake, they're gonna shoot your dad. I feel like it's the realest it gets because there's something about Dracon beams which are like pew pew lasers. Yeah. Um, versus like just a gun. Yeah. Marco yeah. also Mar- Marco also gets fucking shot with a regular ass gun at one point. Wait. Does he? Yeah, yeah. During the when they when they kidnap Chapman, Chapman pulls out a pulls out a fucking oh pistol and and shoots. That's shoot, right. And they've, like they've pops been him shot. three times. 
they've been shot in in animal form before though yeah 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 but, which um, is still like that sci-fi but this is so so the way jake wards off this drive-by mm-hmm. is just by kind of splurting water at the car yeah yeah, he, he hurries his dad back inside and then, like, yeah, sprays water on the car. He's and like, then... actually, Dad, I want to water the lawn. And the way they describe it is a little funny because he's like, yeah, I was limping a little from jumping off, like, a high place and mm-hmm. then also kind of out of breath. Yeah. And then just approaching my dad, like, frantically, like, hey, let me water the lawn. Okay, you go inside. <laughs> Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you don't look a gift horse, I guess. And, yeah. But whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but then they um then they convene and they're like, okay, what the fuck are we gonna do? Jake just almost got gunned down on his lawn, and uh, I I don't know if either of you noticed this, but something I noticed is that there is like there are like at least six discrete utterances of the statement that like the Yerks can put two and two together. Oh, I don't know if I picked up on that, but they I totally buy it. They say it so much in this book. I don't, like, even at one point, Tobias just like, well, that was one time it happened, but the Yerks know how to count, and I'm like. Yeah, every time you say that to Bias, I grow less and less sure that the Yerks can count. We literally last book discovered that the Yerks should have been able to just figure out they were humans this entire time because Visser One did it in a, in thirty seconds because of numbers. Mm-hmm. The Yerks cannot fucking count. They just can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Visser Three's a himbo. And yeah, this is this. This is yeah. This is where we get the very powerful moment of Jake being like, "I should, I should be in charge." Marco, you were in charge when it was your mom, and Marco's like, "Well, dude, yeah, but you can't handle it, and I can, and I wish I couldn't. I would like myself a lot more if I were like you, uh, but I'm not. So here we are, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, ah, ah, Marco." <laughs> and mm-hmm. they basically decide that. They, it's bad that they've been on the defensive this whole time and it's what keeps leading to like these impossible moments of tension and they basically can never be on their toes enough so they decide to do something big to distract from Jake's dad which is uh, kidnapping Chapman it um, is <laughs> like I said the plans are like bombastic <laughs> crazy yeah bombastic is a better word yeah um there's a good there's a great moment in ostentatious here I, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a moment in the conversation where where marker's like hey i'm sorry about that man i'm just trying to make sure that we uh, i'm just looking out for everyone and he holds out his hand to shake and jake just kind of fucking steel gazes him mm-hmm. until marco pulls his hand back and it's hard because like i genuinely <laughs> feel that marco is being sincere he's just really worried about everyone's like, safety everyone's safety but uh jake you know jake yeah um <laughs> so so they go to kidnap chapman and it's a whole thing it's yeah so um, jake, jake they, goes they, jake goes rhino rachel goes bear and marco goes big jim they uh-huh. um, and axe morphs into an uggo oh yeah like like, like halfway between his yeah, like, yeah. main he, he yeah. stop he stops morphing halfway and jake is just standing up like yeah it's like a less attractive version of his regular form yeah which I think he calls strikingly beautiful when he's I mean, reflecting upon that, it. Honestly, that happens so frequently I've stopped noticing because they always say it. Yeah. I always listen. I always I always keep my eyes open for it because <laughs> yeah, I really like to see it. <laughs> and they immediately decide that part of their plan should be just giving Melissa Chapman a bunch more trauma. Uh, yeah. Because Axe comes up. 
<laughs> to Chapman's house and is like, Hello, Mr. Chapman. I am schoolmate of Melissa Chapman and also friend and would like to speak to her about a school assignment from the school that we both go to. Thank you. This is normal request. And mm-hmm. Chapman's like, Yeah, uh, okay. And like gets Melissa. And then Marco appears out of the bushes as a gorilla, hog ties her and like tosses her into a bush. And then a bunch of animals just like scream into Chapman's house where he's got like a mirror that's secretly a motion detector and a statue that's secretly a Dracon beam and shit just happens. And then they basically end up all getting like shot and a bunch and then they steal Chapman and then there's a, a house for sale next door or across the street and they put him in there and they're like it's it's the last place anyone would ever look which is not true it's the first place anyone would look search like surely yeah um, but, but, but Melissa, like at the very end of the fight, you can just like they can just hear Melissa like crying for her parents, like while yeah. she was hog tied because the gag slipped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's <laughs> really bad. Um, but the next um, chapter, I think, might be one of my favorites. Sure. Just because of well, maybe not this chapter, but like all of the all like the act stuff that happens from here to the end. Yeah. Is just so because mm-hmm. because Axe is playing because Axe is the only you know obviously Axe is the only true Andalite among them, um so he's the one you know torturing, fucking, uh, torturing uh, Chapman, and um is later he he's hold on I'm gonna pull up the line for it later, because uh, mm-hmm. it's a really good line. And he's basically just th- uh, starting to threaten Chapman a lot and playing the role of, like, the very cruel interrogator. Yeah. Um, and Jake leaves. Like, he listens in for a while and then leaves because he basically doesn't want to hear what Axe does to, like, get information from him or to scare him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sucks. <laughs> it yeah. sucks really bad. Um, and and uh, at, later Jake and Axe are talking and Axe is like, oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. And Jake's like, good. And Axe says, no, Prince Jake, nothing about this is good. This is not behavior suitable to a warrior. I will not do this again. Yeah. He, he scolds um, Jake in a way that only Axe could scold yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake. There's also, mm-hmm. a, there's also a very good moment that I like from Axe where, where Jake where, where Jake apologizes. He's like, it's my fault, Axe. It's my responsibility. You did what I asked you to as your prince. This is on me. And Axe says, no. My actions are my actions and are my responsibility. Yeah. I love him so much. Yeah. I, I also like, I'm noticing Jake leading into the role of prince more, along with, you know, yeah. the leader thing. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um mm-hmm. The moment I really like between the two of them there is that Axe, like, softens. And he's like, sorry that I got so angry. Or no, not sorry that I got angry. Sorry that I expressed anger. Um, yeah. Is what he says. And Jake is like, no, you are entitled to be mad. You should be mad. Yeah. And also, yeah. this is a great... <laughs> I hate Andalites. Their, their, like, plan is that Chapman will free himself because Axe, like, noticeably walks on broken glass and makes these... <laughs> This is stupid. Makes the assumption that Chapman will hear the glass and assume that Andalites don't know enough about human culture to know that glass is sharp. Um, so that Chapman can just steal some broken glass and cut himself free. And I was mm-hmm. like, I hate Andalites because it's so true. They yeah. absolutely I, would. I also really appreciate the fact that Axe is extremely mad about the fact that he's going to go down in history now as like the Andalite dipshit. Like in New York history, he will be 
Like the Andalite that accidentally let like an important the mo- one of the most important POWs get away. Right. Yeah. Just- yeah. He's a dramatic bitch though. So. <laughs> yeah, he is. And and, and he and Axis and Jake's like I wouldn't have asked you to do it if it wasn't important. I'm sorry, man. And, and Axis important to you or the war effort? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is you know the whole crux of the whole thing. Yeah. So and at this point, basically, they go up to the great grandpa's cabin to start getting ready for the wake and the funeral. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole bunch. I I don't know how I feel about a lot of the conversations that Jake and Tom have because yeah. they are so heavy handed <laughs> that it's like Tom should. Tom is either, Tom is not good at this, right? Like, Tom's, Yurk is not good at this. Because everything yeah. he say has, has says has, like, this really heavy, dramatic double meaning. And it's like, bud, you're supposed to just be a teenager. <laughs> yeah. He's like, some people can't deal with the realities of war. Yeah. They're, like, going through the great-grandpa stuff. Um, They find a, like... A dagger that they're they're like oh grandpa must have taken this off of a nazi soldier's body um and they find all of these like medals for like bravery he has a purple heart i'm pretty sure yep. like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of that shit and tom's this, this just like war yes war is war some people aren't cut out for war and like this this scene is very much one that stuck with me for a long time like this i read this book as a very young child and this scene of them like discussing over grandpa g's war memorabilia is one that stuck with me yeah it's it's interesting though the way that jake talks about tom's reactions because he's like like jake says something that's like you know sentimental or whatever and then he's like uh perfectly imitating tom his like the yurk inside him rolls his eyes and i'm like wow tom must be like a dickhead i'm like not gonna lie <laughs> i know yeah yeah tom sounds like the shitty older brother that all of my friends had yeah, yeah he really because i mean whenever like literally every time that jake says that the yurk is doing a good tom impression it's when tom is being kind of mean to him <laughs> <laughs> or like razzing him at least uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. it's like well okay <laughs> sure sure yeah <laughs> yeah but so tom is like i'm taking this knife and jake's like you're not taking that knife and tom's like i'm not taking this knife but then jake has a nightmare about being in world war ii and then he wakes up and kind tom of really love that chapter i love yeah. the nightmare the nightmare it's was good. Really good no it's a good it's a good chapter <laughs> yeah i apologize um, for speaking it's basically third. like you know it's christmas eve or whatever yeah mm-hmm. christmas cetera, eve and they're singing uh, silent night and jake yeah. is like his father or his great grandfather. Yeah. yeah, and then he gets stabbed by a year, and also in the trenches with him, or whatever, something mm-hmm. yeah. like that. Yeah, but it's good. When um, the fuck does Tom ever get any sleep? Because I know that there's like a lot <laughs> going on in this book, thing. but like every single goddamn time that Jake goes to check on Tom or like like walks by where Tom should be sleeping, he's not sleeping <laughs> ever. When the fuck does he sleep? <laughs> He's still a human body. He still requires sleep. <laughs> he's probably not doing... It's, it's probably why everything... Why he's not doing such a great job. Yeah. Because he's really stiffy because he doesn't have enough sleep. Yeah, yeah. And he's also worried about not getting Kendra in a raise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love the visual of this scene where basically Jake wakes up, realizes that Tom isn't there. He looks in this footlocker and realizes the dagger is gone. Um... 
By the way, the heavy-handedness of Tom stealing a like Nazi, Nazi dagger, dagger yeah. <laughs> to kill his dad is like, well, here we are. Yeah, my, my, um, notes, my notes specifically say that Tom using the Nazi dagger was a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and Jake walks out, and I love the visual of yeah. um, Tom has like invited his dad out to apologize and like have a father-son bonding talk, and they're sitting at the edge of this dock with, like, presumably the moon, like, behind them, probably reflected in the water. Um, and then uh, they go to hug, and Jake sees Tom's shirt ride up and sees that he has the dagger with mm-hmm. him, and Tom starts to reach toward the dagger. And then shit mm-hmm. all goes down. But I just love that one frame. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. It's so good. You yeah. can't see, yeah. but I'm doing director hands. <laughs> <laughs> like like framing yes. the square right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, 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 doing, I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing director hands on my end just to like just to get yeah. a visual of like what you look like right now. So, okay, yeah. I see what you're talking about now. But I'm just looking into my own closet. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in there? Um, most things are folded, so that's yeah, enough, right? nice. Wow, nice. <laughs> Wait, that, was, that was true of me. Um, and yeah, then stuff sort of just happens. Jake yeah, this this is kind of like this this kind of resolves just like a, a cacophony of animals. Yeah, because Jake starts turning into a tiger, and then like a whale shows up, and then dolphins show up, and Tom's leg like, gets broken, and then Jake goes back to a human and is like, "Yo, buddy, are you okay?" And Tom's like, "Get the fuck out of here, shrimp!" And Jake's like, "No, I'm staying here." Yeah, it turns out that their plan basically, the other kids. Ignored Jake's ignore ignored Jake, not wanting them to be involved, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and showed up at this cabin, and they a lot of their plans. I mean, to be fair, this is called out in the end that a lot of their plans, as is sort of a fact, like a trend, um, rely on a lot of assumptions about things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in this case, it relies on Tom bringing jake's dad outside without jake noticing and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. and basically yeah. they break the dock and they separate them and yeah they break tom's leg and then somebody's like yo jake you're in a tiger morph in the open stop right. doing that <laughs> <laughs> and then i also love the visual after like after everything calms down and tom is airlifted out of there um jake because he can't do thought speak because he's a, in he's like in his mm-hmm. own body he just walks out of the cabin and just like sort of shrugs into the empty air yeah <laughs> until tobias is like oh yeah yo we're over here <laughs> such a good little moment yeah. um, they had spent time like they were just like yeah this whole the whole organization of that but then they also talk about how yeah we wanted a vacation too so we uh hung out in that abandoned like like a hunting lodge or something hunting lodge um, yeah and tobias just ate a bunch of rats <laughs> yeah rachel's like yeah tobias you had a fucking blast you had to eat like a pig mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i misread and when i read that first i misread it and i was like i thought rachel said yeah tobias you had a fucking blast you had to eat a pig and i'm like oh could you imagine it's impressive <laughs> if you put that away i don't think he could um oh god so and then jake and marco have like a conversation afterwards um, mm-hmm. which I unfortunately don't remember much of the substance of, but I remember it being really nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, they kind of, you know, make amends in a sort of way. It's very tender, though. It's extremely tender. 
It is, but it's also like very uh, because they're 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 talking about how yeah this plan totally worked and then jake's like but what were you going to do if something else had happened like if if tom had attacked my dad before or if any of the infinite other things that could have happened instead of this thing Mm -hmm. happened and marco's like well and jake's like no no never never Mm -hmm. never mind Uh, that's Mm -hmm. okay love you bro Mm -hmm. (laughs) and basically admits that he was too close to it, like, to the situation to understand what was going on and says that he'll, like, listen to Marco in the future, mm-hmm. which is good. And then they have a moment where they're like, remember when we used to talk about whether Spider-Man or Batman could kick each other's mm-hmm. ass? And now we're talking about whether it's worth killing your own dad to save the <laughs> it's world. It's fun being an animorph. What the fuck? <laughs> I see, and Jake and Marco have such a great relationship. Like, they do. it's really fun. Whenever, I mean, obviously they're the best friends, you know, so obviously they're going to have yeah. a lot of chemistry, but it's, it's, it's fun. They have, like, really, because I don't think they're, like, nat, like, you wouldn't consider that their personalities would be naturally compatible, but they play right. off one another super well. Yeah. Oh, there's one more moment where Jake has this really interesting um well he talks about how the the dagger ended up at the bottom of Mm -hmm. the lake and he's just gonna let it rot there basically Mm -hmm. um and how he took his grandpa's medals and he sort of meditates on how like these medals are honoring Mm -hmm. him and how they mean that he did all of these quote-unquote good things or things that were like good for his country or the movement or whatever and how that's good but it's still complicated when you're the person who had to like do the violent acts that were quote-unquote good um and how he understands why you wouldn't necessarily display your medals why you would instead like hide Mm -hmm. them away um and then he has a moment where he's like guess i'll have to get a full locker like guess i'm i'm like i'm one day like if we end up saving the world i'm gonna have to make amends with all of the violent things that i did to save right. the world and i think i'm gonna just want to yeah. hide them yeah no exactly <laughs> um yeah i i think this book has some really nice prose in it i think it's really well written yeah. um it, it might be a little um dubiously out of character um but you know, I feel I feel generally really positive towards what was explored in this book. Me too. So. Yeah, I I'm I'm still I still don't know how I feel about it, but yeah. Um. No, I didn't totally. Hate it. No, yeah. You know? No, exactly. No, I get you. I get you. I get you. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I like all of the. I ultimately like the conclusions that it came to. I just don't think that it necessarily took the sure. ideal. Sure. No, path. totally. Yeah. 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 Um. Cool. Um. Let's get into some questions. Yeah. Do we have questions? We have uh, a question uh, from Heavenly Evan on Twitter um, uh, who says, oh, actually, it's not so much of a question as just a comment. Yeah, it's more of a statement, statement. but I I, I say read it. I I love this book. I'm impressed how it manages (laughs) to have an interesting narrative and give some pretty good reasons why the status quo remains uh, normal by the end. Uh, The main conflict is just so cool. Uh, Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, man... 
nothing comes of this but of course nothing really comes of it like yeah but i mean like one of one of like one of the mo- one of the recent books that i remember you two both really liking was the one where uh uh, where their whole gambit wound up being for nothing. Like, do you remember the one with, like, the anti-morphing ray or whatever? I don't remember what the plot was, but I remember that, yeah, it was nothing. No, it wasn't that, um, the, uh, the one where they had the experiment to make everybody into slaves? Yeah. yeah. Just, 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 oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's yeah. I thought it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they figured out that, <laughs> by the time that they came to interrupt the plan, they'd already discovered that the plan yeah. didn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, that book was so fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, but I really I really like how this one just kind of is almost circular in, in, in itself, you know? Um, it's But it, mm. it's circular in a way that explores um, the, the, the certain failings of, you know, fighting a circular battle you know you know stuff (laughs) i think i think it's interesting because there's no reason for them to not be worried that tom will just turn his dad into a Mm -hmm. controller right at any point like i feel like if anything they should be really worried about it now because now tom has had the realization that like oh man playing the role of a human teenager who's still under his parents roofs might have some difficulties for me, so I should just turn my whole family right, into right. controllers. Um, <laughs> How stressful. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I can't imagine, but you know, I, I'm just... Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see how everything else... All of the seeds that this book planted develops in the future. Yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Ooh. We've got 20 books to go, folks. That's crazy. Wild. We have about a year's worth of this podcast Damn. left. <laughs> well, we have a little bit more than 20 books because there is another, there is at least one more Megamorphs and I'm pretty sure there's another Cram- There's there's We have to read Visser, the Visser 3 book. Oh. Exciting. Uh, I don't know when that one, that. I don't know, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know when that one quite folds in chronologically. Um, yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Uh, thank you everyone for listening um we will uh catch you again next week with the next book in the series um but uh until then um you can uh find the show you can contact the show at uh the wonder yorks on twitter and you can support the show uh uh patreon.com forward slash fear baiting um yeah uh would you like to read off our five dollar a month patrons Oh, I should pull that up. Um, also, I just wanted to say that uh, fear baiting will be com- if you're listening to this and you're like, "Where the fuck is fear baiting?" Uh, it's coming back. I'm gonna take another weekend off because I'm worth it. <laughs> but uh, the weekend after that is when I have my first guest scheduled, and I've got us booked out pretty much every week from then yep. on. So yeah, fear baiting not dead, just taking a nap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but in while I was looking that up. Thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, Ducky Aisha, and Allison. We love you all so, so yes. much. Um, if you want to find me on the internet, you can do so at Blair Kitch on Twitter or BlairKitch.tumblr.com. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at SunHatZhenya there, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. That's also me on Snouts.online, the Mastodon thing. 
And also, uh, check out Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast that I do. Hell yeah. It's a good one, if you ask me. You can find me on Twitter at nudity with an E-A instead of a Y, or you can check out my other podcast where I make little songs to solve little problems at Musical Mole on Twitter, or look at all of my other music at gaygothvibes.online. So we will uh, catch you again in two weeks, but until then... I have been Blair. I'm I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Sada. And and remember, keep, keep your, your hand, hand on the Escaville device. Nice. Bye. On the Escaville device.